Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. He was the first billionaire in the history of the world. At one time, the company he started, Standard Oil Company, controlled and marketed 90% of all of the oil produced in the United States. For the vast majority of his life, he was by far and away the richest man in the world. Even today, the name Rockefeller is associated with wealth. John D. Rockefeller, who probably never really knew exactly how much he was worth and had far more money than any 100 men could spend in a lifetime, and who by all accounts was very, very careful where he gave his money and how he would spend his money, he one day made this incredible statement. I will pay more for the ability to deal with people than any other ability under the sun. John D. Rockefeller said the most important ability that anyone can ever have to be successful are people skills. According to a report by the American Management Association, an overwhelming majority of the 200 managers who participated in a survey agreed that the most important single skill of an executive is their ability to get along with people. They rated this ability more vital than intelligence, decisiveness, knowledge, or even job skills. If you think about it, in every part of our life is built around relationships. If you're going to have a good family, you must have good family relationships. If you're going to have a successful business, you must build it on relationships. The chemistry of a team that can determine whether or not it wins a championship or it doesn't. You know, it depends upon the relationship in large part between the players on the team. Relationship will make you or break you. And our eternal destiny depends on whether or not we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. In the book of Proverbs, Solomon gave to his children some incredible life lessons on how to build people skills and how to relate to people. I discovered a while back in the book of Proverbs that Solomon describes three types of people. He describes people who will be our friends, people who will be our foes, and then simply people he, who will be fools. You see, how we relate to these three types of people will determine how far we go in life. Here are the three keys on being a good and a wise people person. Point number one, be committed to friends. The older you get, the more you begin to realize that there are very few things in life more valuable and more rare than true friendship. I want to let you in on a little secret. None of us have very many true friends. One of the most important lessons in life that you will ever learn 
is how to make real friends. And Solomon gives us the keys to doing that. The first key to finding real friends, interestingly enough, Solomon says, is being a friend. Proverbs 18, verse 24, here's what it says. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. Now, that is an alternative translation of this verse, but it is true. The best way to have a friend is to be a friend. I went out to find a friend, but could not find one there. I went out to be a friend, and friends were everywhere. You don't take friends, you make friends. And the best way to find a good friend is to be a good friend. It's next to impossible to have no friends if you yourself are friendly. The opposite of that is also true. If you want to be a person that doesn't have very many friends, then just don't be very friendly. You know, Rodney Dangerfield, the comedian, once said, he said, I told my old man once, nobody likes me. He said, my old man replied, don't say that. Everybody hasn't met you yet. Psychologists once asked a group of college students to jot down the initials of the people they disliked. Some of the students that were taking the test could only think of one person. Others listed as many as 14. Now here's the interesting part. The interesting fact that came out of this bit of research was this. Those who disliked the largest number of people were themselves the most widely disliked. You will find that the more likable you are, the more likely you are to like other people and to be liked by other people. One of the best-selling books of all time was written by a man by the name of Dale Carnegie. He wrote a best-selling book entitled How to Win Friends and Influence People. In that book, he says this, you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. Parents, you can teach your children just a few little tricks early in their life that will really carry them a long way in building personal relationships and in developing good people skills. Just, just, here's just a few of them. Eye contact. You know, when you talk to people, look them in the eye. A smiling face. It takes 72 muscles to frown and only 14 to smile. A smile encourages conversation. Call people by their name. Strangers are just that strange, but a friend is known. Talk to others about their favorite topic themselves. Look for an occasion to give a word of encouragement, a compliment. Look for an opportunity to show an act of kindness. Now, the second key to finding friends is choosing a friend. Let me give you a guide on friendship. Be friendly to everyone, but don't have everyone as a friend. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 26. The righteous should choose his friends carefully, 
for the way of the wicked leads them astray. The word choose here in the Hebrew language is the word tur. I think that's how you pronounce it. And it refers to a man searching out land. What that means is the wise person always explores and evaluates prospective friendships and selects them prudently and enters into them carefully. One of the keys to friendship is not only finding the right people to be your friend, but rejecting the wrong people to be your friends. You know, George Washington once said, associate with men of good quality if you esteem your own reputation, for it is better to be alone than in bad company. How many people are in prison today because they chose the wrong friends? How many people have lost their families, their their marriages, their businesses, because they associated with the wrong crowd. When you start hanging out with the wrong people, you will start listening to the wrong advice. You will start imitating the wrong example, and you will wind up doing the wrong thing. Now, friendship also entails keeping a friend. Once you find a friend... Guard that relationship like, uh, like you would guard the gold at Fort Knox. I really believe that there are two super glue qualities that can permanently cement any friendship. They are honesty and loyalty. Proverbs 27 verse 6 says... Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. A real friend doesn't always tell you what you want to hear, but they will tell you what you need to hear. The reason they will tell you what you need to hear is to help you and not to hurt you. If you would like to measure a relationship to determine whether or not it really qualifies as a friendship, there are two questions you can ask of the other person. Number one, can I trust them enough to be totally honest with me? And number two, can I trust them enough so that I can be totally honest with them? Only a true friendship expects and can survive mutual honesty. The other quality is loyalty. Solomon said in Proverbs 18, verse 24, he said the following. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Now, the word stick here refers to how the skin sticks to the bone. And that is how close one friend should stick to another. There is one thing you should never have to question about a true friend. And that is their loyalty. A true friend will always be your defense attorney before they become your judge. Now there's a second kind of person we will encounter and we will need to treat that relationship just as carefully. Be compassionate with your foes. If you've got any kind of convictions and principles about you at all, 
If you have any courage to stand up for what is right, if you are willing to take a stand for Jesus Christ, then mark this down, you are going to make foes just as well as you make friends. It comes with the territory. The issue is not, am I going to make enemies? The issue is, how am I going to respond to them? And there are two pieces of advice that Solomon gave to his kids on how to handle people that don't like you or, or people who oppose you. He said, face them with forgiveness. The following statement will be bitter to the taste, hard to swallow, and difficult to digest, but better to take the medicine now than to allow the cancer of bitterness to destroy you. Never wish bad things on your enemies. Leave revenge to God. That's why Solomon said in Proverbs 20, verse 22, the following. Do not say, I will repay evil. Wait for the Lord and he will save you. The second piece of advice is kill them with kindness. There is a story that says a wise man was engaged in his morning devotional under a tree whose roots had stretched out over the riverbank. So during his devotion time, he noticed that the river was rising and that a scorpion was caught in the roots and that scorpion was about to drown. So this wise man crawled, crawled out on the roots, reached down to free the scorpion, but every time he did so, the scorpion struck back at him. So an observer comes along and says to the wise man, don't you know that a, that's a scorpion? And that it's in the nature of the scorpion to want to sting? To which the wise man replied, that may well be, but it is my nature to save. And must I change my nature because the scorpion does not change its nature? You see, it's not enough just to leave your enemies alone. When you get the chance, you need to demonstrate your love to your enemies. Solomon said in Proverbs 25, verses 21 and 22, the following. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. Now, what does it mean to heap burning coals on his head? Well, quite frankly, it doesn't mean what you probably think it means because I know that's what some of you would like to do to your enemies. Here's the way Charles Swindoll explains it. In ancient days, homes were heated and meals were fixed on a small portable stove, somewhat like an outside barbecue grill. Frequently, a person would run low on hot coals and would need to replenish his supply. The container was commonly carried on the head so as the individual passed beneath second-story windows, thoughtful people who had extra coals in their possessions would reach out the window and place them in the container atop the person's head. And thanks to the thoughtful generosity of a few folks, 
he would arrive at the site with a pile of burning coals on his head, a ready-made fire for cooking and keeping warm. Heaping burning coals on someone's head came to be a popular expression for a spontaneous and courteous act one person would voluntarily do to another. Now, someone has well said that the best way to defeat your enemies is to make a friend of him. The way to do this is with forgiveness when they do you wrong and kindness whenever you can. Point number three, be cautious with fools. There are three Hebrew words that are used to describe the fool in Proverbs. One term refers to a hard-headed person who thinks they need no advice. The second term refers to a thick-headed person who refuses even to listen to counsel. And the third term refers to an empty-headed person who carries out their lack of wisdom because they won't listen to advice and as such they live just a foolish lifestyle. To put it simply, this is the wrong crowd we all warn our children about. The reason why the wrong crowd is the wrong crowd is because they refuse to listen to the advice of the right crowd. That's why Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 21, that's why he says this, the lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of understanding. Amazingly, the very thing that kills the fool is the very thing that rejects, that they reject, that makes them a fool to begin with, which is wisdom. How should we relate to the fools of this world? How should we relate to the wrong crowd? It's really easy. It's simple. Proverbs 14, verse 7. What it says. Leave the presence of a fool or you will not discern words of knowledge. The reason is really easy and very simple. Only a fool fools around with fools. What a great lesson to share with our young people as they're growing up. If you are not in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong person, then you can't do the wrong thing. C. Raymond Barron wrote, What is a friend? Friends are people with whom you dare to be yourself. Your soul can be naked with them. They ask you to put on nothing, only to be what you are. They do not want you to be better or worse. When you are with them, you feel as a prisoner feels who has been declared innocent. You do not have to be on your guard. You can say what you think as long as it's genuinely you. Friends understand those contradictions in your nature that lead others to misjudge you. With them, you breathe freely. You can now avow your little vanities and envies and hates and vicious sparks, your meannesses and your absurdities. And in opening up to them, friends, they are lost, dissolved on the white ocean of their loyalty. They understand. You do not have to be careful. You can abuse them, neglect them, tolerate them. Best of all, 
you can keep still with them. It makes no matter. They like you. They are like fire that purges to the bone. They understand. You can weep with them, sing with them, laugh with them, pray with them, and through it all, and underneath they see and know and love you. A friend. What is a friend? The one you dare to be yourself with. There is so much more I could say about this matter of people skills and relationships, but, but I want to go back to something I said at the beginning. And that is, your only hope for eternity, my only hope, our only hope for going to heaven is to make sure that we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I'll tell you what I've learned. When you develop the skills of having a relationship with God, a true relationship with God, a dynamic relationship with God, a joyful relationship with God, then you can have a relationship with anybody. Let's pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, Father, help us in our relationships with others that we may reflect your love, your kindness, your mercy. May we be people persons, people concerned about others, people caring for others in the way that you care for us. Oh, forgive us where we have failed you. Bless each and every viewer in Jesus' name. Amen. So we've come to that time in our program that we refer to as our book offer. It's the time where we have a book or a resource that we make available to our viewers. If you're watching us for the very first time, uh, this resource is a gift from Lessons for Living Television. There is no cost, no obligation whatsoever on your part. The offer will arrive at your home in the mail, postage paid, no invoice. You can trust me on that. Today's offer is this little book called Heart Food. It says, devotionals from the Psalms to satisfy your hunger for God. Are you hungry in your heart for God? Then this little book can help you. We'd love to send it to you as a gift. If you'd like to request it, here is the information you need. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. 
If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request, and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate the fact that you tune in every week and and you reach out and you write to us or you call us and you know and when we're not on the air because we've been preempted because of something you make a point of reaching out hey want to make sure you guys are still on the air and so we really appreciate that it means a lot uh, to us now just before we wrap up today I want to remind you a few things one of them is our website l4ltv.com all of the programs are accessible through the website um, live appearances you can find out where i will be appearing live in person maybe virtually you want to be a part of that and see that just check out the live appearances tab uh, check out the sermon archives tab where there is a video presentation and a downloadable pdf file as a lesson outline just to help you study on your own these these interesting topics what happens to us when we die is heaven for real you know, uh, who or what is the mark of the beast? Why do bad things happen to good people? Check that out. I'd be interested in your feedback uh, from those presentations. You can also make a donation. There's a Donate Today tab. Uh, we are a charitable organization. Every dollar that is donated goes right back into this ministry, paying for the airtime, paying for the gifts and the postage and the studio time. Not a penny comes to me or my family. We are a charitable organization. So when you make that donation at the end of the year, you will get a receipt for income tax purposes. A couple other things very quickly. Follow me on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. Every day, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I post on Instagram a devotional video. Check that out. Great way to get the day started, focused on things of God. Like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash L4L television. This program is going to be available on the website very shortly. You can check that out. You can share it with your friends. Also, do that from the Facebook page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. All of our programs are available on YouTube. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Santos underscore Bill. Go to our SoundCloud page where every single program is available in audio version. It's downloadable. You can carry that with you and you can listen to it at your convenience. And you know, our programs play pretty well in audio. There's not a lot of visual here. And so they're a good, good option to take them as an, a downloadable audio file. What else? MissionNowCanada.com. That's a part of our ministry that was started by myself and a couple of my friends, Alan Heacock and Dr. James Martins. We've dedicated that aspect of this ministry to doing overseas humanitarian work. On that website, missionnowcanada.com, you can see the projects we have concluded in the past and some of the upcoming efforts that we're planning on right now. Maybe you can join us on an upcoming project, either 
in person by being there with us or by making a contribution, a financial donation to that project. Well, we're all out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to being back again next time. I hope you will be here also. God bless you. We'll see you.